0: Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrewer, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision-making. I'm here with Peter Cockhill and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights. And this week, sadly, we're discussing the death of Grumpy Cat. Peter... Um I think we're in safe hands with you.
1: Tell us, lead yeah. us through what's happened. Well, so these
2: At are these... this dark time of national mourning. Uh, yeah, yes. these,
1: these are dark times indeed. Uh, so grumpy cat, in case you've been living under a rock for the last 10 years, grumpy cat, uh, has been a source of many, a, he was seven when he died. <laughs> seven. Okay. Well, if you, but well, he, 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 he was the, the poster boy for, uh, the, the, uh, prevalent internet based cat memes. Um, and, uh, uh pro- probably one of the one of the, the peak memes in the last 10 years or so. Uh so his real name was uh, Tardar Sauce. T A R D A R Sauce. Uh Okay. Um uh no wonder he was grumpy. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, indeed. Um and what the the reason why he looked so odd, uh he he he, he suffered from feline dwarfism which meant that he had um short legs and a sort of contorted shrunken face um which <laughs> which, which gave him this sort of grumpy appearance now is apparently that okay from, then is it okay to laugh at disabled cats according that those who knew him he was just a perfectly normal cat and um it's,
0: uh it sounds like nick this cat the,
1: <laughs> the, te- the, the temperance of a normal cat friend for friendly and playful uh but uh it is the, his appearance made him look like he was permanently frowning um <laughs> so yeah so uh it dies at age seven, um, great loss to the internet meme world. So what? What it got? What this sparked in my mind was like, well, what are internet memes? Uh, you know, what what makes them so popular and what makes them so effective, and what makes some spread more? Uh, what makes some more prolific than than others? Okay. Um,
0: so at this point, I mean, what I have to confess is. Well, let's answer that question because I suspect you mean it in a pro- more profound way than I want to say. But I don't really understand what a meme is. On one level, I do. It's it's it seems to me it's a thing that people talk about on the internet. It's a it's a thing. But is that it? And if it is, it's b- a thing. I think we can do better than that. <laughs> help help thing. me out here because I just I see this word all the time. I just I, 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 it's not so much that I don't understand it.
1: But I would never feel comfortable using the word. So expanding on thing, then, so so the so the the idea of meme was first uh, posited in I think 1976 um, uh, in a book by Richard Dawkins um, to explain. Uh, he used he, he he coined the word to express a nugget or a sort of small a small component of culture that is um, that that can be shared and spread and. It in its it evolves its in itself uh, to to it, as it as it sort of it, it moves around between people, and it, so a meme could be an idea, it could be a piece of music, it could be a guitar riff, it could be a piece of art, or it could be a doodle. Um, but it's something that sort of, together with other memes, becomes a, an important cultural reference. Okay,
0: so it doesn't have to pertain to the internet.
1: Doesn't no, no, not at all. No. In fact, I think his
2: so his the example that I remember reading about in The Blind Watchmaker, which I read when I was about 17. um, And I remember thinking it's made him sound like a terrible old fogey, which he, I mean, I think he's quite proud to be that. But uh it was uh, wearing baseball caps backwards. Now, I've <clears throat> I've never done that. uh And I've always slightly despised people who do. But uh, he gave that as an example of something where there's not really any you can't really say anything about it, which makes it better in any way. Um, But what it but it but it still spreads. It's like someone sees someone else doing it and they go, well, I'll do that, too. So that's the kind of the sort of purest example of a meme. It's a thing that people um, adopt. uh, So which spreads from one person to another um, for no really good reason. And the only thing you can say about it is, well, it's successful. Right. So just like, you know, a, you can you can sort of specify, OK, why is this uh, particular gene successful? You know, why is the gene for, um, you know, for having uh, slightly longer legs successful or whatever? You can think about reasons, you know, if you want to, you can say it makes people faster runners and it's easy to get away from tigers. But ultimately, all you need to know is, look, longer gene, uh, longer leg uh, genes that produce longer legs are more successful. And it's the same with memes you know you the, they are successful if they spread and that's that you know so um yeah, yeah that was that was, so that was the that was the sort of original meaning of of meme and uh, and then the first time ta- first time it was used in the context of the internet was um in wired mike godwin 1993 uh who suggested that uh, there were things on the internet which you could regard as as memes
0: i mean that um, makes sense it's all starting to become clear now um and um I can see why in our podcast notes we mention the word there. We talk about uh, uh, parasitism, mm. and I can also see why, um, yeah, why the internet fits with memes, right? Because it's such a sort of fast method of communication, and such a networked thing. And uh, um, I think the
2: first one that I remember people talking about was the "All Your Base I Belong to Us." Do you remember that one, Lance? All our what? All our base. Oh, come on, he's too young, and you're too old. <laughs> but the it was um basically all our base all our to base us. Are, all your base are belong to us you how can you not know this it was basically someone sort of rediscovered uh in the early 90s i can't remember when it was it was about 94 95 um uh a uh, from an arcade game that there was this really funny mistranslation from japanese to english and part of it involved this person saying all your base are will belong to us okay and looking and he was kind of very serious space looking guy and it was people thought it was funny and strung it together in a, a gif um and uh and that was transmitted you know by email people were sending it to uh each other and linking to websites and stuff and um, that was the first one I really remember, you know, thinking, oh, that's interesting. Like, this was the thing that no one knew about, and now everyone knows about it. There was The Dancing Baby. You might remember The Dancing Baby from about the same time? Nope. Yeah, Do you,
1: I mean, a similar time. The first I remember was The Dancing Spider Man. Do you remember that? Mm. I have to say that. That was, um, was made by, I think it was made by Ziffrank. Oh. Uh, and uh, it, 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 it both accelerated him to fame, but also financially ruined him because. It was hosted on his web server and he's been charged for sort of for the web traffic. Uh, so. um, um,
2: but the I mean, the concept of the meme obviously itself, just like any meme, the concept has evolved. And, and you would say that probably uh, the classical form, like the traditional, the idealized form of the Internet meme is a single still image uh, and some words in impact, impact font at the top and the bottom. Okay. You know, so that's that's if, when you think of a meme, that's the standard sort of meme. But that isn't actually if I mean, if you want to know more about internet memes, there's a there's the 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 web, website to look at is Know Your Meme. Okay. Um, which looks at the history of you know every every meme when they were first when they first appeared.
1: Um, it's an it's an excellent resource yeah. actually. It's uh, the some some of the research that goes into it is, is phenomenal. A real uh, I think memes in general internet memes in general are going to be a, a fascinating resource for future historians not and and not not and not least because the, the there's already a lot of sort of contemporary historians who do a lot of work into looking into memes and and there's a there's a huge there's a huge uh memetics generally which is a study of memes uh has has uh has critics but um, it's a w- very widely studied thing on the internet about how these these mm. ideas are formed, take off, and h- how they die. Um, Without, I mean, there
2: isn't really uh, a formula. You know it's yeah. not like anyone's identified well this is how and in a way I think I think it, it that's part of it. it it is resistant to um becoming formulaic. Uh, I mean memes tend to start in the sort of sl- the slightly more offbeat areas of the internet like 4chan the kind of where actually it's sort of slightly it's an obscure What's sort of 4chan? culture it's a, a website and and culture of sort of message set of message boards where mm. Uh, A kind of certain culture has grown up Um, and, uh, you know, in places like that, which the average Internet users probably aren't that aware of, but which, you know, actually have a strong. If you look at some of these the most famous memes like uh, uh, Rick Rowling or Lolcats or Pepe the Frog, they all started on 4chan. And then memes find their way out, they leak out, and they get into slightly more mainstream places like Reddit. Um, and, And then they, when memes, well, this is what sort of, you know, elitist meme snobs say, you know, the death of a meme is when it hits Facebook. So it's when it's when sort of yeah, 40, 50 yeah. something mums are sharing, you know, minion memes. That that's then that's it. That's the the end of that's the meme cool life anymore. cycle. Yeah, exactly. But then so, they often, the...
1: often counter memes then arise yeah. about sort of meta memes about that meme will arise as a result of it becoming mainstream. Yeah, and if
2: you look at something, I mean, I, I look at uh, dank dank memes on um, on Reddit, which is uh, quite funny to, if you want to keep your finger on the meme pulse, and uh, you see how these memes will evolve. Very quickly, often in a space of days, you have there's there, there was one which came out. Um, I remember a couple of weeks ago, which said uh, um, memes memes in 2005, and it was like a, a you know a, a cat saying something funny. And, uh memes today and it was just a couple of squiggles <laughs> suggesting that they were like yeah. really and then somebody the next day uh another one that hit the front page somebody had said um m- memes uh memes in um 2005 and it was the same picture memes today and it was just a copy and paste of the meme that was popular yesterday mm, uh, yeah. but in miniature form in there <laughs> and and then an even more miniature version in so there they, so it was they... like it had gone meta within yeah. the
1: space of a day um, yeah. and, and it strikes me that they're, they're not only kind of entertaining but some of them it is like an expression of 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 they they are they are an art form in their own right Uh, even though some of them are pretty silly but Mm. it's a very accessible way of expressing oneself the minimal effort to produce um and uh, uh even just sharing it is an expression of what what one finds finds funny or entertaining or impactful um uh, so there's like it's an it's a accessible art form in that sense, but they do get extremely they do get extremely sort of postmodern. So this the uh, as a meme kind of evolves, it'll start off being just funny, uh, 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 explicitly funny in its own right. But they 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 often inevitably become ever more sort of satirical or or abstract as they as they sort of progress along to the point where they're, they become an in-joke for only a very small number of people. An example I've got is the E-meme. Yeah, I love that. So <laughs> the E-meme, <laughs> it, it, it's worth looking up on, uh, on uh, Know Your Meme, but uh, it, it's centered around this composite image which was Photoshopped together of, um, there's a, a famous YouTuber slash blogger, I think he's a lifestyle kind of guy, uh, the face of um, Lord Farquhar from Shrek, mm. uh, all pasted together in place of Mark Zuckerberg at the uh, when he was giving evidence in front mm. of Congress, which with simply the uh, capital letter E written on on, on it, and so presumably this was a massive in joke for some people somewhere, and they 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 understood what it meant and had much hilarity as a result but that parts of that have now become memes in their own right <laughs> so when it, when when things get a bit too meta somebody will whack a big e onto some on a meme to indicate that it's kind of become to that point of metaness and... yeah
2: like um there are certain screenshots from games which are um which are which are uh, popular as one i can't remember which game it is but where the where there's a funeral and and you and it says press f to pay respects and so um, now people will just when something when someone recounts something bad on 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 an internet forum, someone will just type F, and <laughs> and they'll know that's like saying "Oh, sorry, mate." You know, and uh, and the the other one which is press X to doubt. So I can't remember which I think it might be Skyrim or something where you've got the option to doubt what someone's saying. It says press X to doubt, and now people just put press you put X when someone says something they don't believe. They just need to type X. Okay. So yeah, it's it's great. It's very it's really interesting. And um, but yeah, I think all of that means that It is very resistant to formulaism, I and mean, as soon as something as soon as someone were to write down here's the formula for making a successful meme or God forbid monetizing them uh you know the the meme would die instantly. yeah and,
1: that, and that's there's a there's a really good article in uh, in the Atlantic which was exploring this it was they the think the title was uh, a unified theory for for meme death um and that was they're basically that was what they said as soon as anyone starts. Uh, deconstructing a meme to work out why it's funny, it stops being funny mm. as soon as it becomes mainstream enough that it, there's a comment uh, article written about it. It's dead. Um, and but I think the the
2: looking at, I mean, although the the sort of classical meme is uh, internet meme is you know an image with uh, impact font. They, they if you look at some of the things which probably I mean that qu- qualifies as, as memes um which are not they're not necessarily just you know famous images they're they're really more ways of doing things but also so i think
0: rick rolling is an interesting one what's which, rick rolling? oh for crying so out I just loud feel, do you know what? i feel so out of my depth in this podcast Rick I have rolling no is idea the practice what we're of about.
2: pretending to link to something and in fact you just link to rick ass a video of rick astley singing uh never going <laughs> to give uh never going to give you up and uh <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, why that song? No one really knows. It, it came out of um, again Four Chan in uh, I think two thousand and seven. Um, you know, and and people just decided that was it. That was the joke. And so you know, we link to what you you say. Oh, here's a link to the article, and it's actually Rick Astley. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's it, right? But but doing that, yeah. which conceivably offers no real benefit to anyone. <laughs> just is the meme now and it's yeah. so well known i've you seen know, it that... break
1: out into real life and say oh come over i've got a, something really important to show you and you bring them over and then you sort of click on the click on it and it'll be it'll play that on youtube <laughs> play rick Astin on youtube
2: i think uh, what w- one of my other favorite memes is peppy the frog who you might have heard of no <laughs> he's a kind of bug eyed frog looking character um he started in a he's different o- from online. crazy yes. Frog. yes yeah he's very different he started as a character in a kind of i have to say very bad um a cartoon series written by a guy called Matt Fury called Boys Club um and then in 2008 there was a, a particular episode where he was had his trousers down and he was doing a wee and saying feels good man and his face with feels good man then became a thing that people would would just attach to things as comments you know um and then uh he kind of broke out a bit uh in 2008 2009 and um Uh, But then really, in 2014, for some reason, exploded, got his own Twitter feed, got his own Tumblr account and so on. And then 2015, Donald Trump got hold of a a Pepe someone had done, where it's Donald Trump at the podium of the White House, you know, um, being inaugurated. And he put that on his Twitter feed. And then inexplicably, and I can't work out how this happened, the left um, sort of decided that he was a kind of alt-right hate meme, that he was being used somehow or other to to express alt-right uh ideas so he became a bit um you know he became a, a g- kind of non-pc and of course then he was massively embraced by the alt-right and yeah. so who well, went read, took I up read, uh, I, designed I, I an entire culture around I, pepe yeah. it's really interesting i mean you know it just came out of where did it come from No, no one really mm. knows and why pepe no no one can say it just it it worked
1: i think i read somewhere on a, it's a deep dark part of reddit somewhere that 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 uh the le- some some left m- meme people had deliberately tried to tie Pepe to the alt right after it become associated with Trump as part of a sort of anti Trump campaign, and uh, then the alt right said, "Yeah, we'll have that. that that's that, we'll take that on." Um, Are you were looking completely lost?
0: Right I now. am. I just feel totally lost. But I, I've, I've got um, there's a couple of things I want to move on to. I want to move it on to. Um, comparing memes with other kinds of behavior and thinking about um, comparisons with evolution and parasitism things like that but also it, it just seems to me from 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 what you've been saying and another element and I might have, I might have missed this in what in your explanation of what a meme is but there's a kind of a knowingness element there's a kind of an identification almost that this is a meme because I was thinking for example there's a couple of things actually both really annoy me uh, in in recent mod, uh, modern history um, one of them is... Young people. I guess it is kind of related to young stuff. So or walking with a limb. Yeah. So <laughs> here's my question. It's becoming more and more prevalent in the UK for people to say H instead of H. So before you answer... I want to ask if that's a meme because it doesn't have that kind of knowingness, that element of sort of that you've talked about. That's one thing. But there's another one, which is something that really, really annoys me is people always talking these days about loving stuff and liking stuff. You know, I'm loving this. I'm loving this um, tree. And that all goes back to the present continuous somehow irritating. Well, no, No, if I said I love that, I love that. But if I say, oh, I'm loving that. Well, it's annoying. it's, It's. no, but it being the present continuous being used in the wrong way, okay? Well, um, it's not but if people it, understand it, it,
2: what people mean.
0: Well, let me finish. But <laughs> uh, like it or love it, or loving it or liking it, or hating it, 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 it my question is the same. I, this all goes back to a bloody McDonald's advert, okay? I'm mm-hmm. loving it. That's where, it all, that's where all this comes from, I think, okay? Is that a meme? So that that's my yeah. question. Because, Everything's a meme. So it's Basically, so like I, I think I said, memes are software. Think of memes as the software
2: yeah. If there's a some identifiable piece of behaviour, way of which includes ways of talking, ways of holding a knife and fork, types of clothes that What's wear. What's this got to do with software? That's the software in your brain.
0: I didn't know I had software in my brain. In other words,
2: they, they, the, the, So it's not a, you know, the whole point is it's not a genetic. It's not part of your genetics to say gotcha. I'm loving it, but you pick that up. I got you. you it. It's not up. hardware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't your the examples you've used are so good. I'm sure people would have had the exact same conversation in the 1960s uh, moaning about the way language changes is a we can it's not even worth getting into which we've done on this on this yeah. on this yeah on but this I don't I, yeah we,
0: we do and, and
2: the fact that I'm I'm conflicted about it
0: yeah okay so um, just round things off um, I want us to return um, you know back to poor grumpy cat um and see if we can get some predictions what's going to be the next grumpy cat either you can be as specific or as as general as you like in your prediction so what's the next big meme
1: so i i've got a general prediction so i think the uh like as you have now there are websites that you can go to and just select an image any image and it helps you build your own meme uh, and it guides you in the sort of correct inverted commas use of that meme so it's uh like previous memes so it's like more likely to be sort of accepted by the community i predict that uh deep fakes will become uh a new rich source of memes um so you so your people just released videos of donald trump saying things he's never said and uh, and that kind of thing so i think deep fakes will be the next technology which really opens up a whole new stream of memes obviously like Photoshop is integral to
2: memes. There's a particular meme of of uh, Donald Trump holding up something that he signed, which I think was probably originally some presidential order. And it's now usually like a picture of a <laughs> cock and balls or something. <laughs> and he looks really proud. So that, you know, yeah, Photoshop. I, I think, yeah, I agree with Peter on that one. I think you can imagine this becoming uh, a great tool for for humorous, um, you, you know, c- c- uh, c- I guess, and I guess, you know, do you, do you remember the... Um, do you remember the uh, tourist guy after after 9/11 there were photos purporting to be of a guy who was on the roof of the of uh, one of the twin towers and just below him you could see an airplane coming in and that was a that was a that was a meme at the time it was very widely shared and believed by some people it wasn't it was a, a photoshop job um, but it worked the reason it was successful was that it was good fiction you know, it was just, it was like, that's what it ought to have been like. We kind of feel like that is a really interesting thing to think about. And I suspect just like with all these memes starring, you know, people like Donald Trump doing things where you think, well, this is how it ought, ought probably to be. That's that's what is going to mark a good, a successful deep fake is if it's actually getting them right in some way. Okay. That's uh,
0: Yeah. Very good. Um, yeah, I, I feel a bit bewildered. I feel... I sort of know more... Well, I definitely know more than I did 20 or 30 minutes ago. But I still can't see myself um, fully immersing myself in this world of memes in the way that you have. So, um, so yeah. But no, very interesting. All right, we'll wrap up there. Um, I just feel like a bit of an old fuddy-duddy.
1: Um, yeah, get with the program, granddad.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, all right, we'll wrap up there. Um, thank you very much, as always, for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrew. We've been here with Nick Hare And Peter Coghill of Aleph Insights And until next time, goodbye